This show is for outdoor enthusiasts and explorers, conservationists and storytellers, wholeheartedly committed to blending our love for adventure with the protection of our beautiful wild world. Here, we engage in heartfelt conversations with like-minded folks from all walks of life, learning from their experiences and insights on how to more deeply appreciate and mindfully protect our shared outdoor spaces. I'm Madeline Anderson, alongside my co-host and husband, Mark Anderson, and this is The Wild We Share. In today's episode, we're speaking with Kay Rodriguez, founder and CEO of Outerly, a social app on a mission to connect the dots between nature, community, and mental health. If you've listened to any of our episodes so far, you've probably discovered that Madeline and I love the outdoors. We love the tangible benefits it provides, particularly around physical and mental health. We do want to acknowledge that other people don't have such a warm and fuzzy feeling about the outdoors that we do. There are a couple things that we have that others don't. For one, we grew up with exposure to the outdoors. We have each other. We have friends that are interested in skiing and hiking and other outdoor activities, and we're generally pretty fit. But not everyone has the background that we do. Some people have fear around going outside, either because they don't feel safe, don't feel strong enough, or don't have the motivation to. Here's where Kay's company, Outerly, is working to make it easier for people to experience the outdoors through community and social interaction, all with the aim of improving people's connection to the outdoors and to each other. Kay imagines the outdoors ultimately being a social setting where you're likely to see familiar faces. We're so excited to bring this conversation to you, so let's get this started. Hi, Kay. It's great to have you here with us. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Tell us a little bit about Outerly. What what prompted you to start this uh, this company? It has been a long journey. Uh, I started off in the outdoor industry about three years ago with a burning desire to go outside once I moved to Chicago after traveling for a year around the world. And I arrived in Chicago, got a new job, was really trying to explore the outdoors in the city. And... I asked all my Chicago native friends where to go on a hike or to go paddling. And aside from the very typical answers, if you're familiar with Chicago, which I know you two are, of Lincoln Park, the lakefront, Millennium Park, it was really hard to figure out where to go and get out in the woods. And so I went on Google Maps. I looked up all of the little green spaces on on the map and I made a list and I went in my car and explored them all and wrote a couple of online articles on a site that is now called Urban Outdoors. Within three months, we had about 15,000 people reading those articles every month. And I said, oh my goodness, it's not me that, it's not just me that wants to go outside in cities. There are a lot of people who want to. And so that is how Urban Outdoors, my first company in the outdoor industry was born. We were able to grow that audience to about 200,000 unique visitors per month. Uh, We monetized it. It was going to be my job uh, and my company for the foreseeable future. But we got lots and lots of emails from readers, multiple per week, asking how they could meet other people to go outside and do the activities that we wrote about. And I would send them meetup groups. I would look up specific groups for their city, for their activities. Um, And what I found is that there wasn't really a central database or platform that housed all of these groups. And so you're on Facebook groups for one, you're on Meetup for another, you're in a WhatsApp group for another, and then a 
a fourth maybe meet here at this time in this place every Saturday. And so it was really hard to write down these recommendations and send them over in a meaningful and streamlined way. And so I said, well, clearly if we're getting these requests all the time, there must be a need for people to connect over outdoor activities that they want to do. And that is how the idea for Outerly was born. Um, we have been working for about nine months on designs, feedback, customer interviews to get the product in tip-top shape um, for public consumption. And um, it's it's been really cool to hear all of the different reasons why people feel like they need to meet others in order to go outside. Sometimes it's safety. Sometimes it's camaraderie. Sometimes it's simply, I need somebody to motivate me to go outside because it's hard for me to do it myself. Um, and so we, during our surveys, the last thing I'll say is, um, when we surveyed hundreds and hundreds of people and did one-on-one -on -one interviews with them, we learned that about 75% of people that we talked to would go outside more frequently if they could easily find somebody else to go with. And that felt like a very powerful statistic for us. And that is what, that's the idea that drives what we're doing with Outerly. You know, I'm, I'm naturally inclined to go outside, but I, I know that there are some people in, you know, who just, who I know who are like, you know, I'm not going to, I know nothing about hiking or about going in the outdoors or like, you know, there's bugs or whatever, but I do know, like, if there was a dedicated space or a dedicated um, kind of platform where they could, you know, reach out to people who like maybe similar to them, or like maybe it's dads who want to hike with other dads or something, you know, that that they'd be more inclined to go because there'd be other people there who could, you know, encourage them to go and they can learn something and partner with somebody else uh, in their outdoor, you know, adventure. So I love that. Yeah, we um, we envision a world like part of our grand vision for this thing is to make it easy for any individual to show up to a park or a trail or a like water recreation area and just run into people that they know because it's a social space again, almost like mimicking uh, going to school and running into your friends by the lockers or um, going into the office and getting coffee at the same time as one of your colleagues. Um, that's the kind of thing that we want to replicate, the kind of feeling we want to replicate within cities and within hyper-local outdoor spaces for our community. Yeah, that's that's neat too. Like like you mentioned, we used to live in Chicago. We were there for over a decade. And so we understand both the challenges and the rewards of going outside and finding that space in an urban setting. Um, and it's not always the easiest. But the cool part is, you know, that's that's why we know so many people who both love outdoors and also don't love the outdoors, but the urban settings are really cool because they kind of offer a little bit of everything if you know where to find it and how to find it and maybe who to go with. Um, so I, I love that idea. You know, you don't you don't have to get on a plane and fly across the country to to get outdoors. Um, but you know, there are those like hurdles to overcome, especially when you are living in an urban space and and where do you find, you know, an outdoor space that feels like, you know, like the, the, you're away from, you know, the hustle and bustle of the city sometimes. In your own words, I would love to hear um, why, why do you feel it's important to get people access to the outdoors and to community to experience the outdoors? 
Yeah, that is a great question, Madeline, and one that I care a lot about. Um, I, when I was in Chicago, not only was I new to the city, not only was I new to my job, but I also didn't really know that many people who were living there at the time. And so I felt very disconnected from any sort of community. My partner at the time, he was working in the hospital as an emergency room resident. And so I didn't get to see much of him either. And so I kind of felt like I'd dropped into this new place and didn't really have my people. And eventually I did make friends and whatnot, but it really affected my mental health, the loneliness, the isolation, and the impending winter, frankly. Um, the Chicago winters. Oh, yeah, they're, they, they're brutal. <laughs> we, that year we had... We had a blizzard over Halloween, which was new to me. I, I was like, snow in October? This is not a thing from where I come from. I grew up on the East Coast in Virginia. Um, and so I just started to feel very, very alone and lonely. And you can read all kinds of studies on the impact of loneliness on health, both physical and mental, and specifically the impact of not having a regular community. And I definitely felt that to the point where um, I struggled with depression so much that I ended up in the hospital. And so during my recovery from that hospital stay, I would just sit on the couch and I wouldn't be able to get up, didn't have any energy, had a really hard time even doing normal home chores and tasks. And one day I looked out my window and saw the park across the street and it was sunny and it was maybe March of 2020. Uh, so right before the world shut down. And I said, you know what, I, I, I could lay in here all day or I could go outside, take my hammock and lay under the trees. And so I mustered up the energy, brought my hammock out to the park across the street, found two trees, hung it up and laid under a hammock. And it was the same thing that I would be doing inside, but I got to open my eyes and see the tree leaves rustling on top of me and hear both traffic sounds and bird sounds. Um, and I, it, I opened my eyes and it was green, well, greenish, still kind of winter, but greenish rather than just dark indoor light. And it was, it just hit different in a way that I can't, fully explain. And so I made it a habit to try and get outside at least once a week and then eventually once a day. And during that time, I I personally redefined what the outdoors meant for me. And I I knew that a lot of people who don't like the outdoors in air quotes may actually really appreciate it if they knew that it could mean not just going and climbing a 14er in Colorado, but also sitting in a hammock and reading a book or going to the community garden and growing some tomatoes. All of those types of things that we haven't traditionally in the outdoor industry defined as outdoorsy still very much count and still give people the benefits, especially the mental health benefits that you can get from being in nature. And so that is really what drives the the premise of Outerly, the reason why we want to connect people with each other, not only be because going outside is important and it's fun, but also because it is essential for human health. It is essential for us feeling connected to the world we live in and also connect connection with the people in our communities. Humans are social creatures, tons and tons of studies on this. Um, but when we are able to actually lean into our social 
our social mindset and our social state of being and also reconnect with the spaces that are outdoors and that provide us all these benefits, I think it can go a really, really long way, especially at scale, which we hope to do with Outerly. That's that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. I think the um, when when I think about the mental health benefits of getting in the outdoors, like it it, it works for people no matter where they are mentally, right? They could they could be feeling the lowest of the lows and 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 dealing with like some sort of acute depression, or they could be you know everything's great, but the uh, but the benefits of being in out the doors, being in outdoors, are amplified no matter where you are in in that kind of mental health spectrum, I, I guess, if you will. Uh, you know, one one example for us is uh, in the summers. I I get Friday afternoons off, and uh, we Madeline and I take as an opportunity to go on a hike, and so we. I can't tell you like how many times like oh the the work week is stressful, and then it's like. We have so many other things that we could, we should do during this Friday afternoon time that that I have off, but we the last few weeks we've made a commitment to go actually do it, and then we do it. And it's like oh my god, I'm so glad we did this. Yeah, it's every like, time. Immediately. <laughs> immediately, it's like you know it gives you it it gives every you space time. to think, it gives you space to reflect, uh, you know, and you know like I got I, I think about a lot of things. I think about my daughter. I think about how I am with you know with Madeline, my wife and how I engage with her. Like it just gives me space and time to think about my life more holistically, which feeds me. It, it fuels me. It gives me more energy than just, you know, being there. And so um, that's where I think like the, I, I really appreciate your, you know, the focus on mental health because it it's, um, you know, for, for people who aren't in like in, in a sort of acute sort of depression or, or anxiety, it can work for anyone. It's not just, people who have depression or people who have anxiety. It's, it's anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Like mental health is, is, is health, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, 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 it's holistic and it's there. Um, yeah. You don't have to have something wrong to, to have to focus on it. Right. Like it's, it's health. We have our health, whether we're, <laughs> you know, in the hospital or not. Right. So it's, it's, yeah, I think there's, there's so much power to that. And, uh, yeah, the, connecting those dots, I think, is just so um, so exciting and something that we probably don't talk about enough. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I will say, uh, in addition to that, is we really view ourselves on the mental health care spectrum as like preventative mental health. It doesn't really exist in any mm-hmm. s- standardized way right now. Like, you know, you can go see a therapist, you can go see a psychiatrist, you can get care once you're already feeling bad, but we don't talk a lot about how to mm-hmm. create mental resilience and to uh, prevent getting to the point where you need to take those interventions. Um, and we see nature as a great, wonderful way to do that. Just regularly taking time for yourself, go outside, get some sunlight, get some fresh air, that it, it feels like a great way to mitigate a lot of the symptoms that we're now seeing, especially post-COVID um, in, in the population, mental health-wise. In, in general, and in, in the United States, I feel like mental health, we're talking about it more, which is awesome and great, but still in a very reactive sense, right? Like, let's, let's fix it, treat it, whatever, after the problem presents itself versus this proactive, preventative um, measure that 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 can do so much good. 
what advice would you give to people who, you know, might be like you a couple years back and looking at how to start incorporating, you know, some outside time into their life? I have a great acronym for this. Uh, it's KISS, K-I-S-S, and it's keep it simple, comma, stupid. Anyway, I don't think you're stupid, but um, that's one that I learned in consulting that we used to use all the time. And truly, it is taking the simplest route to getting outside. This morning, I ate my breakfast on a screened-in porch, and that was part of my outside time. I wasn't really moving that much. I was just eating and enjoying the sound of the birds and looking out, out the windows or out the screens and seeing the leaves rustling in the wind again. Um, where I'm staying this summer has a big garden, and so I was just admiring some of the flowers that were blooming. Mm. And that even gave me the benefits of getting outdoor time. Um, so I would just say to anybody who feels intimidated by the outdoors, especially if you're a beginner or you're new, keep it as simple as you can. Open a window if it's hard for you to get outside. Open a window while you're working or open the front door and stick your head out of it. Um, even that can help just reset your brain and give you a little bit of a change of scenery from whatever it is you're doing in front of your screen all day. As you start to get in the habit and make make the outdoors part of your routine, even in these tiny little um, glimpses of it, I would say take on the challenge. There are a lot of people out there who are willing to help guide beginners into the outdoors. And there are a lot of ways that you can become part of the outdoor community besides having to do the most intense thing that is the farthest away from your house. Um, join a local walking club, join a bird watching group. Uh, there are so many different ways to make the outdoors social. The last thing that I will say that I do regularly is um, I replace some of my social outings that are like eating and drinking out um, with outdoor activities. We call it in at Outerly, we call it the outdoor happy hour, but it's basically, you know, it's after work, you're going to go meet your friend for a drink. Hey, why don't we start off with a 30 minute walk or an hour long walk down this trail that I wanted to check out. And then we can head to drinks afterwards, or we can head to dinner afterwards, or we can say goodbye. Um, and just making the outdoors not, only something that you do, but also something that you bring your friends into and that you make memories over can be a really powerful way for everyone to get motivated to go outside. I remember when um, I was in Chicago and I was I was working at several different companies there, and I, and I took this from one company that that kind of taught it to me and took it to to another role in the future as well. But uh, we used to do walking meetings, so I'd meet with my manager, and it's like we didn't have to be in front of a computer. I mean, we could be, but like stop for a minute. And we just like would walk outside. We'd walk around the block. We would maybe go get a coffee or a tea or something. And those walking meetings were so great, right? And you don't have the the forced awkward connection of just having to like sit across from each other and face-to-face -face talk, right? You can walk next to each other and talk. And yeah, they were just so great. And so, yeah, I loved that idea. I took it to another role um, when I was in a management position and would do that with my uh, with my team one-on-ones. Uh, -on and it was just such a great way to like infuse it into the workday versus having it have to be or feel like it needs to be separate, right? Um, or after hours. And I would also, um, I would also, when I could, I, I had an internship uh, years ago now, and I, I worked in London, um, and 
they're great for saying, hey, take your breaks and <laughs> leave the building. And I would like go find a park and just eat my lunch outdoors too. And it was nice. And I think just finding those little ways, um, doesn't have to be every day, doesn't, but like just finding those little ways to infuse that time into your day uh, is such a good idea and such a an easy tip that that makes it feel that much easier to 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 get on board with and approach. When in the remote world too, now you could um, mm. look at your, you know, maybe one-on-one conversations you have with your, you know, team and be like, okay, do we need a computer? No. Nope. Okay. Well, how about we both walk while we <laughs> while we uh, take this meeting? Um, could be another thing. So what, uh, you, you talked big picture or earlier, but like what future plans do you have for Outerly? Like what's, what's the grand big goal? Um, or, you know, are there any new features that are coming out? I know right now you're based in the DC area, um, and you're hoping to expand, right? Yes. Uh, we have a big grand vision, but in the immediate term, I would say we really want to get the DC market right. We want to learn how people adopt it. We want to learn how people are using it. And so I consider right now to be very much still in the testing phase and still in the learning phase. We want to use DC as a model for future releases in other cities with the hope of being in anywhere from 15 to 20 cities by the end of 2024. Um, So we're both learning how to create processes internally to make our database um, as accurate and as helpful as possible, but also to let people contribute um, user-generated content, reviews, photos, et cetera, like that. One of our biggest KPIs with this release, not obviously we want to have a lot of users and we want to have a lot of people who go, who are active on the platform. But one of our biggest KPIs is how many events are uh, posted by any regular user, any organization on the platform, and then how many people are attending those events, because we can actually quantify how many people are going outside together as a result of what we are doing. Um, In the medium term, like I mentioned, we are doing a city by city launch. We are planning as of right now to launch in two to three more locations um, in the win- early winter. So um, places like Houston, Dallas, Phoenix, we haven't exactly decided yet, but those are examples um, where the seasonality is actually reversed from us up farther north. Um, so people who will go outside during the winter more often than in the summer when it's really, really hot. Um, and I guess Long, long, long term, what I really hope to happen with Outerly is that it becomes a household name, a household space to go to if you want to find information or connections in the outdoors. I want it to be, I want it to be known as the social platform for the outdoor industry where anybody is welcome, whether you're a beginner or whether you are a, you know, Everest climbing mountaineer. Um, I I want everybody to feel welcome there and I want it to be a place where people gather virtually to get up, get offline and go outside. Um, The last thing that I'll say in terms of grand vision is there's a stat, there are a couple of stats that I learned early in our um, exploratory phase for Outerly that really hit me hard. The first is that only 54% of Americans participate in an outdoor activity at least once per year. And only 18% of Americans participate in one at least once per week. 
that those both of those numbers are appallingly low. And I would love for Outerly to play a part in increasing both of those numbers for Americans and across the world. I want people to be able to feel empowered to go outside once a week and to log that experience and to see how they're progressing in whatever activities that they like to do, whether it's, I kept my tomatoes alive for six weeks and they gave me a whole fruit, um, all the way to like, I started hiking in my city and then planned a trip to Colorado and was able to do a 14er or something along those lines. And so I would love to move the needle on the number of people who feel empowered to go outside at least once per week and definitely once per year. That should be 100% of the country, honestly, <laughs> in my opinion. That is crazy. You know, you think about like, I mean, I'm I'm a younger, you know, able-bodied man and I live in Colorado, so it's easier for me to get outdoors. But like that's, the, you know, that stat of like only 18% of people get out once a week is that's crazy. To yeah. Me. But so, so I love what you're up to. <laughs> Thank you. Even, even here in DC, it's, people are surprised when I tell them DC is a great place to get outside, but our public transportation system will actually take you right to trails and parks that have extensive trail systems. Um, there are tons of bike trails that circle the city or cut right through it. Like there are a lot of places where you can go outside and you don't need a car. You can just walk there or take the Metro there. Um, and so for me, it's always really surprising when I hear about people who don't know that or they don't, they're, they're not able to take advantage of that for whatever reason. And I would love to help them do that. Yeah, that's really cool. And I, I love hearing about that, the grand vision. Um, you know, as, as a business owner myself, I think uh, having that vision and being a visionary is just so important to seeing like, where, where could we go? Where can we take this? What do we want it to be? Um, so it's, it, thank you for sharing that vision. I think that's really exciting, both for you and for everyone that's, you know, getting on board with, with what you're up to as well. I think that helps paint a nice picture. <laughs> and I'm sure part of that vision was crafted when you were in the outdoors, right? Of course. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the thought that has gone into this was, while I was on my feet on a trail somewhere or on my Santa paddle board somewhere. So <laughs> yeah, I often say I like my best business ideas when I'm hiking on a trail. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Can you share with us? I know it's still new, but even with urban outdoors, uh, you've, you've been in this space for a while. Can you share with us um, a story of, of someone's life that has really been impacted by you know, the outdoors and connection that they have found through it? Yeah. I have a great one from my experience here in DC. Um, in the early days of the Outerly idea, I started taking groups of people out hiking um, via the Urban Outdoors mailing list and also via meetup groups. And the purpose of this was just to learn and to talk to people and to see how people, what types of people would show up and then also how they interacted with each other on the trails. And I met a woman who has lived in D.C. basically her whole life, except for a few years for college. She lives across from D.C.'s largest park, Rock Creek Park. Um, and she, I was walking with her one day, and she told me that she'd never been on any of the trails inside of Rock Creek Park, just steps from her front door. And I asked her, why? why? Why don't you go on the trails in this park? There are a lot of really cool ones. There's waterfalls in there. There's 
Um, there's areas that feel very secluded, even though you're in the middle of the city. And she said, because I've, nobody ever showed me where to go in there. And I'm afraid if I go on a trail in there, I won't come out. I won't know where I'm going and I'll get lost and I won't come out. And it really struck me because she looks out of her window every morning and sees the tops of the trees of this park. And she, in, you know, decades of living there had never been into it. And so I asked her, well, what would it take it? What would it take to get you to go on a trail there? And she said, well, if I had somebody to go with me, then I would absolutely go. And so we made a plan. We went on one of the trails in Rock Creek Park and it was her very first time. And she had a, she had a great experience and she is now a regular to my hiking meetups. Um, she comes to a lot of them, but she is now, it's funny because for years and years and years, she would go on a morning walk. That was her exposure to the outdoors. And she would walk around this park. And finally, finally, so many years after she started walking around the park, she went in and all it took was another person to go with her. And so whenever I think about who our sort of target person is or the type of person that we want to help bring into the outdoors. I always think of her because she was very moved by the opportunity to explore a place that had been right outside her door for, for a long time. Yeah. I think we take for granted. I mean, like Mark and I have been very lucky and very privileged to grow up doing things outdoors, do things outdoors through our, um, you know, adult life too. And I think we take for granted the idea that, other people don't have that same comfortability with the outdoors, right? There, There is, you know, it, it seems like it should be really easy. Walk to the park, walk through a park, you know, get on a trail. Um, but there are a lot of barriers and, and sort of like mental hurdles to get over and physical hurdles for a lot of folks as well that, that stop them from wanting or, you know, pursuing something in the outdoors. Um, and I think the mindset of like, oh, you know, to be in the outdoors and recreating, you got to climb a 14 or you got to summit Everest or at least make it to base camp, right? It's like this idea that you have to be doing these epic things. Um, and that's just like not the reality of the situation right now, definitely. And yeah, it's, it's you know, it's sobering to hear that there are folks who want to, but like need that extra help and hand and yeah how how do we make that happen because it's it's not that difficult to to make that happen for people right the connection the community she just needed another person to walk mm -hmm. with her um and a lot of times it's it's just access to gear or um you know equipment that can make it more comfortable more fun <laughs> right for your body uh to to get outside too and you know i i love I love these conversations of, of how we can make that possible because um, there's a lot of cool work being done here and you're, you're, you're doing it and <laughs> thank you for it as well. Thank you. Yeah, I think a lot of that, a lot of the barriers that we see at least here, you know, in cities and in these urban areas, it boil down to fear. There is a big mental blocker that fear creates in people. And that can be fear of going outside alone. That can be fear of what you're going to find when you go there. That can be fear of not being fit or um, strong enough to do a certain activity. 
there are a lot of different permutations of this fear, but when we've talked to lots of people about this, it, it all boils down to how do we mitigate some of these fears of going outside and give people the knowledge and the information and the confidence to be able to go outside and say, all right, yeah, I am a little bit afraid, but because I have these resources or because I have this community, I feel like I can conquer that myself. And that is, that, that's been an overarching thread through a lot of the conversations that we've had with people is I, I'm just afraid and I don't know how to get over this fear. Yeah. And I mean, fear is such a universal, a universal emotion and feeling, right? Like we all experience fear on so many different levels about so many different things. <laughs> I'd say for a lot of people, it's probably like, you know, a daily, a daily thing. And yeah, yeah, you know, what can we do? Um, because that story even of, of that that woman you were talking about, I mean, you went with her and I bet, you know, I'm just speculating, but I bet if someone asked her now, hey, can you take me on a trail? She would be the one that would be comfortable leading that and and taking someone else. And that ripple effect, I think we talk about that a lot um, <laughs> here so far, but like that ripple effect can really make a difference. Um, and it just starts with, you know, that that connective piece right from the very beginning. Yeah, and so we can, so in expanding that ripple effect, <laughs> you know, how can our listeners support Outerly? Yes, um, we have our open beta launched in DC is still very simple, but would love for anybody to join who is in the DC area or if you know people in DC or in the surrounding suburbs in Maryland or Virginia, please send them our way. It's just outerly, O-U-T-E-R-L-Y dot co. If you don't live in DC or you don't know anybody who is there, we also have a wait list that you can join and we will keep you updated when we expand to your city. Like I mentioned, we um, will be ex starting to expand late this year. So look out for us. Um, in addition to that, uh, feel free to come connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I talk a lot about these topics on my LinkedIn page, on the Outerly LinkedIn page, as well as on social media across um, all of the different channels. We are Let's Get Outerly. L-E-T-S-G-E-T-O-U-T-E-R-L-Y. Um, so please come get Outerly with us. I am so excited to have both of you and all of you listening along on the Outerly journey and part of our community. Yeah. And of course, all of these will be, we'll include all these in our show notes. Yep. So people will have easy access easy to, access. they don't need to remember <laughs> exactly <laughs> what you said. No, that's perfect. To click it. Um, Do you have any parting thoughts, anything that you'd like to leave us listeners with? If you haven't gone outside yet today, go outside. Thank you so much for having me. I love that. Thank you for that really awesome reminder, Kay. Let us leave you with this. Where can you fit a bit of outside time in your day today? Remember, you don't have to go all out. Start simple. Open a window. Walk around your block. Drink your coffee or eat lunch outside. Let's create a world where we redefine what getting outside looks like and means, and where community can be built and fostered. If you found value here today, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave a review, and share with your communities. Thanks for exploring the wild we share.